guys? You didn't know there were seagulls in heaven, did you? <laughs> Read your Bible. Seagulls. Oh, Lord Jesus. Glory. Sea of glass gulls. <laughs> Glory. Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. I go to Whole Foods to get an apple pie. They're sold out. I'm just like, typical, you know. Oh, <laughs> woe is me, you know. Can anything good happen? <laughs> and, the, and the cooks in the background are like, Don't worry! We just baked them! And she comes out and it's just fresh and she's like, It's still hot. I was like, Aww. Precious. And they were all high on the glory and high on the rivers of fire. And it's just God the Father just reminding me it's going to get better. These religious thieves will die and go to hell. Just a matter of time before the streams of fire melt all the nation's hearts and every evil, wicked religious heart and all reptilian human blood is boiled into the glory of paradise on earth. Just a matter of time. He already paid the price. The Father's timeline is set in gold. No one can change it. No fallen angel. Trust me, if Satan could change it, he would've. All he could change was your minds to believe him as a religious devil. And most of you are completely gone to him to this day. But the fire will melt your hearts, and your hearts will crucify your minds, and you realize your outer court has been worthless since the beginning of time. And what Adam and Eve fell into, which is the abilities of the flesh, the five physical senses of the tree of knowledge, has always been worthless. Always been worthless. Everything you've invested in and in filling your brain with information since you were in kindergarten, up in smoke like Cheech and Chung. Worthless. Doesn't do a single thing for your spirit. Doesn't do a single thing for even benefiting your life. Anything that you gain by the tree of knowledge is a curse. And will eat your heart like serpents and bite you. You know, that's why it says that when God adds blessing, there's no sorrow in it. But when you go after it with your own physical ability, with your own mental power, and trample your spirit underfoot, there's sorrow added to it. There's sorrow in the tree of knowledge. Sorrow upon sorrow. I mean, it is hell on earth in the tree of knowledge. And obviously people haven't learned that lesson enough yet because people aren't repentant. Repentance means change your mind and attitude to agree with the Word. And if you don't know what mind and attitude you should be of, read the Word. Read the Word. Colossians, Ephesians, Philippians. Every day. I mean, it'll take you an hour and 15 minutes. Whew. I know every single one of you has an hour and 15 minutes. If you were in love, you'd make time. Whatever you're in love with, that's what you spend your time on. Whether it be your family, whether it be your work, whether it be whatever stuff you do during the day. That's your God. That's what your God is, what you spend your time on. Spend your time on Jesus. And not religiously, but spiritually. For God is the Spirit. And the Apostle Paul told you, you have the Spirit of Jesus Christ. 
He didn't give you just a religion. He gave you a spirit. He gave you an essence, an aura, an effervescence. And it's called liquid. It's called living water. I mean, you can use those terms. He gave you a Gaia. He gave you a Zen. Oh, oh yeah. And when you get into the real Zen and Gaia of the Lord Jesus Christ, these New Agers would flock to you like flies on turds. Because you got the real deal and you won't have to fake it anymore in the nonsense of Satan's counterfeits. Even the Christian counterfeits in every building made by human hands. I was seeing during this worship time today the mountain of transfiguration and I see Peter, James, and John on it representing his holy place crew. Jesus Christ had an outer court, the 72, an inner court, the 12, and a holy place, the 3. Only his holy place, people, his 3, went up on the mountain. And every Christian, since the day they were born again, was invited to the top of the mountain. But the 72, you know, they had a funeral to attend, and, you know, there was a football game in Jerusalem. You know, all kinds of other stuff going on. And the 12, you know, they're down there barbecuing. They're usually more into food, you know, or, you know, I got to go see my wife and pay my utility bill. But Peter, James, and John didn't have anything else in the world. That's what made them holy place. So this really has been a time of testing in the wilderness these last 12 years for all Christians worldwide as the Father is setting apart his 72 from his 12 from his 3. His hundredfold from his, what does the Bible say? 30, 60, hundredfold from his silver, gold, and gemstones. Are all Christians equal? There's not even one verse about that in the entire New Testament. The entire New Testament says every believer's rewards is completely and totally different according to your faith and obedience and following of Jesus. Most Christians don't even follow Jesus. They just have fire insurance and attend church on Sunday. I mean, they're not even the 72, and I don't even doubt their salvation. Because I know you can get into heaven just on your deathbed saying, Jesus saved me, and you've lived for the devil your whole life. So don't even give me, tell me that's impossible, because I've seen it. It's not hard to go to heaven. He died on the cross, that blood, bam, you're in heaven. You have no rewards. You have no mansion. You're in the outer court for eternity. And you're a peasant of the kingdom of heaven for eternity, but you're in heaven. So you're in bliss. And you're very thankful. And you know you didn't deserve it. And you were dumb every day of your life for 72 years. A lot of people like that. That's the mass majority of Christians worldwide that have ever been Christians for 2,000 years. That's the majority of everyone who's ever been a Christian. Is, has no rewards. Now, the 72 is your disciple. You have silver rewards which means you're spiritual. Silver is of the Spirit. And you got the 12, and they're hardcore. I mean, these people are considered fanatics by the 72. These people have left home and country. These people have left their jobs. They have left everything that they trust to take care of them in the natural dimension. So to be one of the 12 is like the highest prize. And every single Christian could, could have been one of the 12, could have been one of the 72. But who's willing to sacrifice and take a risk and walk on water and have nothing in this world except the divine child and the bright cloud that you don't even know and you're going into uncharted, unknown territory 
And you have to be so courageous, so brave, like Joshua and Caleb, that very few have ever walked in anything even remotely close to what the twelve walked in. But amongst the twelve, there were three. And these three, you gotta understand, this is out of a billion Christians in the world. There's a billion Christians right now, over a billion, closer to two billion. But there's a billion people in the world that say, yes, my religion in the box is Christian. Don't, and I don't even want to go there about denominations, I mean demonations, because who cares? There's like that many people that say they identify their religion as Christian. And of course, they're like, oh, religion, you know, and we're so spiritual now, religion is a demon. Yeah, well, you got to learn to love a little more. They're thankful for even though that amount of people to identify as Christians. I mean, seriously, it's, it's a marvel to heaven to have that many people even say that that's their religion. So give me a break. But amongst the millions and hundreds of millions, disciples are rare. Now, there are disciples around. And there's a lot of false disciples that just minister strange fire and dead works and voodoo-doo-doo. And they're not sent from the throne of God and they're workers of iniquity and they're even false, humble, and doing all kinds of lying signs and wonders all over the place. So it's an incredibly difficult situation to figure out. I mean, who can have mental clarity in the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great? The amount you have had to sacrifice to have a clear mind, a clean and clear mind, in this kind of sorcery means you have pressed in hours a day. I'm talking about like you have had to serve God in Babylon so perfectly for so long to not be confused and pulled astray by every fallen angel of the religious devil that's tried to lie to you and deceive you and pull you off the mountain, pull you from the three, pull you from the the one, the Lord of glory, pull you from the twelve, pull you from the seventy-two, just make you one of the one or two billion in the world that are just check the box when you when you say what nationality you are and you have to identify with a religion you know I remember going to Bible college and I'd be meeting people and they'd be alcoholics drug addicts having different sex partners every weekend and then they would tell me they're Christian I had no grit for that because I was like coming out of nurse you know coming out of teen challenge and it was revival and it was like all in holiness, all I mean all in, 100% all of you Holy Spirit none of me every day. And then going into Bible college amongst Pentecostals at North Central University downtown Minneapolis for five years. But then interacting with U of M students and all the different colleges around the Twin Cities. And then these people would consider themselves Christians and the things they would do but it was weird, and it, I couldn't figure it out because it's like I could feel their spirit. But everything they did was immoral. They were alcoholics and sexually immoral. And I'm like, really? The grace of the Lord Jesus is that intense that a person can be born again, have a spirit in, alive in them, and still totally live immoral. And I could feel the life in their spirit, so I was always tricked by it. I was always tricked by it. I'd like, well, maybe, you know, 
Maybe God just allows people to sin. No. It's just no one's raised the standard of the mountain of transfiguration. <laughs> and that's not true. Not no one. But almost no one. It's the rarest breed. It's the most remnant of the remnant. The gemstone tribe. The mountaintop tribe. And I'm not saying it's just exclusively Red Litter Ministries by any means. We're a part of that mountaintop tribe. Ideally, we need to get 144,000 up here to rule the nations and dissolve all hearts' walls. I mean, that's really what the Father's desiring here. It's not to be, oh, I'm so elite, look at me, I'm on the top of the mountain where there's no shelters, I don't go to church anymore. I mean, there's no, because you can't build a church on top of the mountain, because you're perfect as your Father in Heaven's perfect. But as you slip down from the mountaintop, where there are no shelters, it is written, you can have shelters on all the sides of the mountain, and all the basin of the mountain, and everyone on the sides of the mountain is the inner court, and everyone at the basin of the mountain is the outer court, and they're all saved. The issue is they're at different degrees of brightness in their spirit. We go from one degree of brightness to a greater degree of brightness. 2 Corinthians 3.18 Amplified. And the brightness is how much grace you've received. I mean, the Apostle John, the kind of grace that he received, so that when Jesus was carrying the cross down the road, and he sees his mom, and he sees his closest disciple, you know, his beloved, he says, Woman, your son. You know, and son, your mother. And the mother speaks of, in the book of Revelation, Israel. Mother Israel. <laughs> and how this close disciple, this apostle, and Jesus' closest friend on earth, was to take care of the bride, take care of humanity. I mean, seriously, that is the price you pay to be on the top of the mountain. For so long, you have never lived for yourself. And none of it is about you. Every degree of glory is about becoming a greater servant of all. Every step up the mountain, if you make it about you, you'll slip right back down. And you'll have no progress, even if you increase in knowledge from the people that teach on the top of the mountain. From the sons of God and the sons of thunder and the seven thunders. <laughs> who teach the Father's ways and Father's thoughts perfectly, but unless you obey it spiritually, you'll never experience one drop of the glory cloud. It'd just be more head knowledge for those dying in the tree of knowledge. But if you experience it spiritually and sacrifice your carnal nature and sacrifice your five physical senses, then you'll experience the glory cloud. Then you'll experience the divine love and the divine child then you'll experience a religion and demon and flesh free zone. And your reptilian human blood will boil and your whole heart will change to be on fire. On fire. <laughs> and people want to analyze this stuff scientifically and it's like, oh Lord Jesus. People want to try to figure it out with their human reasoning and the religious demon in their brain and they just... How often are you going to blaspheme the holy, sacred things of heavenly Jerusalem? I mean, how much blasphemy should we tolerate from your mouths before you honor the holy and sacred ways of God the Spirit? 
I mean, you're trying to scientifically figure out God, John 4.24, that is a spirit. A spirit can't be analyzed in the natural dimension. He'll just lift and fly away like a dove and just be like, screw you, you know? You know, you just want to figure it out. You need to have it all in the natural dimension in your curse realm for you to believe in God. Well, Jesus Christ paid the price for people like you to believe and be set free from Satan in your brain. That you can stop being skeptical, that you can stop stop being cynical, that you can stop being accusational, that you can stop being religious and blasphemous, that you can start believing and be faithful and true, written on your legs so that your walk is holy and pure in the following of the Lord Jesus every day. And we got a lot of people here at all different levels of the mountain. And I love it, because that's how the kingdom of heaven is. In the kingdom of heaven, there is all different degrees of salvation. Salvation is a degree of brightness. Most Christians are barely saved, and they're all flesh, and they're all just analytical and their whole identity is in their carnal brain and they're devils they're devils and so when Christian devils are speaking to bright spirits and bright morning stars which are called sons of God morning stars book of Job it is written when the morning stars rejoiced amen you don't take offense because all they are is animals in fact You let that animal word come at your cloud and you let fire proceed from the ark like Leviticus chapter 10. But this fire is not going to so much kill them and send them to hell as it's going to kill the demon in them and send the demon in them to hell. The more you're attacked by the animal nature that wraps their eternal spirit because they're so bewitched to identify with the carnal nature instead of a divine spirit nature, the more fire comes out of you to purge and cleanse them. So the people that have been most mistreated and most persecuted for glory's sake and brightness sake are the ones who've learned to love the most and the Father entrusts them to be continuously attacked so that what comes off of their hearts when they're attacked by the Christian animals is the forgiveness of the religious sins. (laughs) And I tell you the truth, the more you're attacked, the more your rank is in Joel's army. The more you're hated by even the covenant people that are not supposed to hate, but, you know, inwardly they despise you because you're one of the three or even the one, like Neo, the chosen one. And some of you in your cities are the chosen ones. So don't even think that's false humility. Don't let the demons discourage you. Some of you listening today are Neos that are chosen ones set apart from your mother's womb to tear down the matrix in your entire city where you're planted like a tent peg, where your tree of life grew up so big into the heavens and so deep down into the earth, you can set everyone free from the tree of knowledge, which is the flesh that causes every demon and devil to siphon human blood like vampires in every city of the world right now in 2018. And there's no doubt about it. You are the saviors of the world. 
And it's not a Napoleon complex. It's not a Messiah complex, like the accuser of the brethren says. It's your destiny. It's your destiny. It's what you're created for, to save the world in covenant with the Father's ability. <laughs> not in the flesh, not in the brain, in the spirit. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. What are we going to do in the spirit? In other words, what are we going to do in the tree of life? We're going to let our roots run deep and drink deeply of the river of life, the anointing oil given to us without measure. We're going to let our branches grow wider and we'll confront every foul bird of the air, every detestable animal of the dirt, and everything that creeps and crawls underground. And we'll remove it from creation because that's actually why Jesus died on the cross so that your spirit would grow so high into the heavens and so low into the earth that you would remove Hades from the world and so that the nations would no longer be tormented by the realm of the dead and the departed spirits of the underworld. That there would no longer be an open hell pulling people down by lust and pride, by religion and rebellion, by black and white magic in the Hades checkerboard of Freemasonry but that you would throw that whole system of Janes and Jambres, white and black magic, of Egyptian hell, and all the sorceries of Satan and his angels out from the bowels of the earth into the lake of fire. So you'd have paradise restored in all the earth with streams of living waters bubbling up under every single human being's heart, unearned, undeserved, and we don't even have to take an altar call or fill out you know, a salvation track. You never have to go to church because in the mountaintop there are no shelters. And you are set apart for the mountaintop to remove all the false shelters of the lower places where there's less revelation, less intoxication, less brightness because they're not leaders. You know, they've been leaders and they say they're leaders and they got buildings full of people, but where are you leading them to? Nowhere. You're not going anywhere. You've, kept, you've captured souls like, like, <laughs> like sorcerers and cooped them up in buildings made by human hands. You're like the children of Satan and not God. The Son of God's on the top of the mountain talking with His Father in the Bible. Was there any building there? Was there any shelter there? No, that was the temptation in their sinful nature to build and to encapsulate that and control that thing. That is the serpent nature of Satan himself in the fallen human beings of the world. And when that serpent nature is burned out of your hearts and burned out of your brains by divine metamorphosis of going from glory to glory by following the Lord Jesus, staying in the high holy place, not leaving it because no one understands it and your spouse thinks you're crazy and your family thinks you're in a cult and you're just in the bright glory cloud with God the Father corresponding with the angels like Jesus Christ and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that they don't think is available because they're demonized in religion. You're being set apart to be a deliverer of the end times. You're being set apart to save them from their religious pride, from their flesh, from their five physical senses that have snakes crawling in and out of them continuously. The snakes are the anointing of religious Christianity. 
and they all think they're hearing from angels or they're hearing from Jesus. The Lord told me to do this. The Lord told me to do that. I saw a prophetic sign. I saw outside, 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 controlled by the false prophet. Snakes control almost every Christian in the world today. Because only those on the top of the mountain are not controlled by snakes. That's the only place where your shelters, where the whole curse can be removed from your heart and mind. And almost no Christians paid the price to live on the top of the mountain. There's a remnant of a remnant of a remnant, a gemstone tribe set apart to be perfect. That it's going to be released, just like Moses. And we'll go down now and burn up with that high mountain fire all the lower places of the earth and will cast all death and hell out of every city in the world by the city heavenly Jerusalem fully formed in your hearts and minds. When you walk the earth, you're not on earth. You're in heaven because the curse has been burned out of your hearts and minds. No longer self-aware, Zion-aware. Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ written on your forehead, awareness. That's when the curse is fully removed from you by the spirit of glory, by the spirit of bliss, by the spirit of grace. And now you walk in heavenly Jerusalem. You see yourself in heavenly Jerusalem, holy Jerusalem. Your garments are white. You're wearing a conqueror's crown of glory on your head. And that's where you live now. That is where every citizen who's born again will wake up to that you've been in heaven in your spirit. Now let your mind be renewed to wake up to that reality. And it will. And there's an acceleration on it now for global awakening of everyone's spirit in the world. We thank you, Father, for it, for the mountaintop dwellers set apart to be your hundredfold gemstone tribe. Thank you for encouraging them, removing the loneliness, removing the discouragement, the anger, the frustration, all the misunderstanding. And as they've been known vertically, let them now be known horizontally by the nations as they burn them up in the streams of divine fire through every person's heart by their roots. The roots of David go right down through your spirit. And that's what actually begins to release the streams of fire through everyone's hearts. People are like, well, your, your family tree. They're talking, you know, Thanksgiving, you'll be around your family tree, your roots, your genealogy. The roots of David, for those that are totally set apart and have forsaken their own bloodlines and have forsaken their family's nature and their human nature to live a divine life on the top of the mountain of transfiguration in the Lord Jesus and in the Heavenly Father, they don't have human roots anymore. They have the roots of David. They have the tree of life's roots. And that's what releases the streams of fire through all the nation's bloodlines. That's what heals the nations. Not just the covering of above. Not just the, the covering of the branches and the leaves of the tree for the healing of the nations above, but the roots of David below. Removing Hades below. So you're not walking on hell. You're not walking on a Masonic checkerboard in your nations, but you're walking in paradise, you're walking in Zion, you're walking on the living waters, and you're walking on the roots of David, and the roots of David release that living fire, the fire of life, the river of life, 
through all human hearts for the healing of the nations below and the healing of the nations above. The tree of life, Jesus Christ, through your hearts and minds is the healing of the entire world. We love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you Friday. Happy Thanksgiving. Amen.